what's going on with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm based. I'm out here in England, so it's just uh, just after ten at night, and uh, it's. Um, but um, are, are, what part of the country are you? Are you in? Uh... I'm in Los Angeles, California. Okay. Okay. Really good sunshine city and state and stuff, but. You know, we've got an international audience and, you know, most people will not know, they know you're American, but not know where, where you're sort of from. So I always like to start off with asking my guests where you should have born and raised. That's cool. I was born in Chicago, Illinois, and I was raised in Chicago, Illinois, and <laughs> Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, so for most of us who um, aren't American, we've we've grown up to to appreciate sort of the the roots of how American artists seem to um, develop their talents from a young age. For yourself, um, your singing style, um, as unique as it is, where did you sort of hone your craft and, and start to learn how to sing? Well, sort of everywhere, but mostly my, you know, in the church, uh, my mom and dad were gospel singers. Although I never really was a gospel singer, I, I really became an early jazz uh jazz a fight um i started in jazz with artists like um uh the crusaders wayne henderson uh um billy cobham roy ayers you know and then i joined the group side effect um which was an r&b group and um and they just taught me a lot of things you know and so that those are my beginnings yeah i mean in those early days did you um, did you always want to sing? Because oh, I and I think it's you know as I said you've you, you've done over nine albums and you know when you see where you are now. But when you was in those early days, you know, learning in the church, seeing your parents sing, was that something that you always wanted to follow, or was that something? That yeah, you... absolutely, yes. Oh, what about singing at those early, especially when you're young? What what about singing when you were young? Did you really appreciate? Is it the audience response or just how it made you feel? It's just a wonderful feeling. I, I saw my mom and my dad and everyone around. You know, um, I come from a lot of musicians and singers and stuff, and it was a natural progression for me. I uh, do get a thrill out of making music. It's so exciting. I get a thrill out of production. Period. You know, even if it's painting a room, you know, or doing something. Um, decorative uh it's it makes me happy and excited to to make beautiful things yeah i mean you, you know you came out at the time especially in the um in the mid 80s when um music seemed for for, for those of us who are fans it felt um that there was not as many boundaries um and so we could hear yourselves hall and oats you know tina marie so it didn't seem as if the boundaries which we saw, say, in the 90s were there. How was it like when you reflect back as an artist coming out in those mid-80s, do you think it helped the, with your career and the type of music that you um, you started off with? You mentioned sort of jazz, R&B. I'm not sure I understand the question, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I was just saying that because, you know, when I when we look back at sort of the mid-80s, when the music was out, there was they didn't seem as many boundaries with, you know, we didn't see this as pop and the R&B music felt um, Hall & Oates, you know, Tina Marie, Bobby Caldwell. So it felt a very different 
um, type of era for music. We appreciated the, the writing, the songs, and the artists. Oh, okay, and, I don't you know. know about over there. I don't know about over there. But the artists that you mentioned here are were uh, Caucasian Caucasian artists that were doing black music, and they never had a problem crossing over to the black. We always have accepted whatever is good and wonderful, because we were exposed to it. Uh, as far as uh, um, myself, as as an African American artist, a black artist, considered an urban artist, I was never crossed over to um, the pop side of music. There was definitely a demarcation line, oh. uh, but for black artists, not necessarily for the white artists, because you know they got way more exposure. And then you know America. Uh, is is uh, largely an, a, a Caucasian community. So, <laughs> you know, more people are there to buy the records for them. But yeah, it, there was a very deep dark demarcation line. Wow. And I guess, as I said, here in, in the UK, because we did have, you know, we have, you know, at the, that time we just had the BBC, so they played everything. We didn't have the... So we, we, we were exposed to... a. a, a a variety of music on on one radio stage, so it felt as if there was a little bit more of um, uh, it. Just felt more accessible if we listen to Stevie Wonder, George Michael, Elton John, um, you, yourself, and things like that. Um, but but also though, because if you think about how the nineties was um, in the eighties, it didn't feel as if the labels focused on the image of the artist, but more so the, the, the talent and the technique. Did you find that as a, a you know, a complete different from, from what, what we experienced later on in music where your talent as a, as a, as a real proper singer was more appreciated by the industry and the fans? Well, I think, um, it's always been a combination of, of things you know, when it comes to what uh, a record label wants. Um, you may have the freedom to do the type of music and then they will, you know, want a certain image. When I was uh, very popular in the 80s and early 90s, and late, you know, 90s, it was, uh, it was not a naked, for me, and my kind of singing, but it has always been around. And and music goes in cycles, you know? So I can't say when my cycle was around that I don't appreciate the cycle that's around, you know, now, you know, mm -hmm. it goes from one time it's the producers, another time it's the singers, another time it's the dancers, another time, you know, and that's just how it is. And either you get with it or you go on up just, you know, into your 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 niche and you get in your lane and you stay there. Yeah. I, um, I mean, but, you know, for you two, did you feel as if when you started off that you were able to do the music that you wanted to, um, especially when you're up against, you know, a, a label that's labels um, are businesses and they, and, and for them it's about making money. But did you feel you, in, you had that opportunity in, in your early albums to be able to do the music that you felt was you? I loved music at that time. And I, I definitely was allowed to do the music that I love. I, I'm, you know, I've always been a jazz artist, but that includes doing all kinds of music, you know, um, 
So at the time, you know, R&B was popping and we, I was young and it was so fun and I loved <laughs> everything. I did. I don't have a record that I hate. Yeah. At that time, maybe something I don't, I could do better, but yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the you know, when, when we look at your, um, you, you know, sort of like even your debut album, did, um, because you know when we you know one you know for us we had someone like Sade who you know crossed the boundaries of say little jazz and 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 soul R&B and I know um, Anita Baker became very popular here with that type of uh, jazz and 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 and, and mix. Um, at, did you did you see them as your sort of, I won't say competition but the the people who were in the lane that you you were you were, you were in as a jazz um, soul singer. No. Oh, okay. Not at all. But so there was. I a, appreciated a, their work. Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, I do my what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it, and I never wanted to do what they were doing. <laughs> I was, okay. I loved what they were doing. I'm like, hey, yeah. Other people may have compared me sometimes, and what a wonderful thing to be compared to people that are so well-loved by others. It's not a bad thing. It's like, okay, you know, so um, there are many flavors in a banana split. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and as I said, it's more so just, just trying to, you know, just trying to see how, um, especially in those days, as I said, we, we you know, we, I, I wouldn't have noticed when I, because when I listened to your, you, 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 when I listen to your music, um, I, and especially the ones, uh, especially your the self-titled album, um, I, I've I thought more so, more so the R the R and B side, and um, how much of it during those days? Because in those early days, I mean, you know, when as a as somebody who loved singing, um, the actual being a recording artist, and then also understanding the industry, the business, the promotion, the touring. Does that take something away from the joy of being a an artist who likes to sing, having to know manage everything else behind uh, that goes along with being uh, in the music industry, music business? No, this what it's, it's. I don't know about those days. You know, I just did what I had to do, and I was very young and able. You know, and these days, you know, I'm. I'm uh, mature and, and confident and I know what I'm doing. And um, it's sometimes a pleasure and sometimes uh, um, difficulties arise as in any business. But my business is not my life, you know. Um, as long as I don't feel it's encroaching on my life, mm -hmm. then it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, you know, just my life is what's good. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we, we you know, that um, you, uh, we saw your, you had two, uh, you had an unsung, which um, which was very revealing, uh, which went through um, your background with your parents and 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 getting into the industry, and then um, unfortunately here in the UK we didn't get to see the movie, um, they, they didn't, they, the TV one isn't available here, so we didn't get to see it. But I mean, just watching your unsung. And and just seeing sort of the, the challenges with, with that, um, 
you know, and I and I and I and I wonder um, how much that journey, how much that has shaped how the the person you are today. And when you look back at yourself at your young age, are you able to do you communicate that in in your music today? Absolutely. You know, my new song "Throw It Away." Uh, it, it is about taking a look at my life and saying, wow, you know, did I waste time? Whatever I gave away, whatever. It's all good. It's all love. It's it's life. It's it's strength. It's just an amazing, wonderful thing, you know. Um, I have lost so many friends and relatives and loved ones. And along the way, those things sober you up in terms of if most people haven't really lost, like, you know, so many family members uh, at a young age, you know, and then, you know, your friends and things like that. But I'm telling you, it sobers you up and gives you a um, a sense that, you, you know, this kind of, this life and people, you know, you got to give your love while, while it's, you have the time, you know, and that's what's important. So my life from then till now has taught me that you know Jesus was right. <laughs> you know, love is 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 the number one thing. You know, God is love, and that's what's important. Yeah. So I'm when I'm not doing this, I'm um I'm, I'm a mental health therapist, and I work with um uh, kids under twenty one down to five. And one of the things that was very interesting to me was when I watched your song was to. Um, you know, you checked yourself in uh, to rehab, but you, it wasn't to, to deal with the addiction, but it was to deal with the, the things behind that, and uh, and which I I could identify with because a lot of us carry baggage, but we don't know how how deep it is, and we just try and use things to um, some people self harm, drink or whatnot, and and what that tends to be is just a distraction, but the main issues quite hard to deal with um and and unfortunately one of the things that i've been using this platform is to really try and promote mental health and therapy among the black community because it seems as if you know if we don't take it to church we're fine and stuff how did you find that experience was it hard to um to talk to strangers and and sort of process your, your past and things that were holding you back? It was uh, the most dynamic experience in my life. It, man, it made me who I am today. I am like, whoa. Uh, I went to every meeting, you know, they get you up at five in the morning, wow. you do, you know, whatever it is to your body, your blood pressure, whatever. And um, I just did everything they said because I'm like, you have a method. I need to know what I need to know how to not do something I do not want to do and what's why it's happening in the whole nine yards. Um, and I went to every meeting, you know, and they had some of the best doctors and counselors because they would come from um, other hospitals and stuff. You know, some of them donated their time and they were wonderful. And they would tell me, I know you're going to make it. You're going to make it. And, you know, this and that. And I got things put in perspective as far as being an entertainer, a singer, a musician, a mother, um, a woman, um, here's something um, I've grown into being a woman. I'm like, you guys, people take being a woman like 
for granted. Like we're always talking about, I'm that bitch, I'm that this, and 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 you're a queen. And why do we have to go past being a woman? It's such a fantastic thing, you know. Um, going through the mental health, man, it, it's nothing better. And it was a long time. I remember when I first landed in the office, you know, uh, and the counselor was saying, you know, this is going to take a long time. I'm like, well, how long? Four months, three days? What are you talking about? How long? He, it can be four years, 40 years. I don't know how long it's going to take a long time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, you, you got to do the work. And it took many doctors. I went to a pain management center. Uh, in Los Angeles at Cedar sinai um, You know, you, you say, what, what are your, your pain is on too? You know, because after we got every, down to the root, I was in a lot of pain and diagnosed with post-traumatic stress syndrome mm -hmm. and a nonconformist recluse. I had a prescription to take a 20-minute walk every day, no matter what, to buy some tennis shoes. Just for this, I didn't care if I was at a hotel, you know, if I was traveling, whatever. I had to stop and take a 20-minute walk around where I was. And, you know, um, I opted out of uh, medication because I told the doctors, you know, I, the, the point is I don't want to do drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, uh, I had to write a journal about every man I ever knew in my life. From my father, from the first man all the way down, how the relationship was, what it meant. Oh, my. It was not something that, oh, I walked in and they said, you're crazy, and I walked out. No. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But it was interesting, and it worked. Yeah. I feel balanced. You know, I have times. Um, I still have times where I cannot leave the house. You know. You know, the pandemic, I was the happiest person in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was like, you know, a dream come true. I stayed inside. I watched TV. I ate food. I, you know, I went to sleep. I hadn't, you know, really gotten sleep in a long time. I like slept for a year, wow. you know, and it, I, you know, but because of the work that I, have done yeah i was able to be like that was good okay let's get back you know and so i uh, got back in the studio and started recording the songs that i feel um people need in their lives because i needed them yeah yeah i mean and, and i hope people do listen because it, that there's a lot that we, we we do go through um and especially uh, you know all communities but especially for us within the black community because we go through stuff, but we, we, we assume it's part of a badge of honor to say, yep, this happened to me in the past, but I'm fine. I'll just go with it and maybe talk to a few friends, but not really understand that it's important to deal with it and, and, and stuff. And and that was really, to me, really powerful hearing how you, you know, took your time, whether it's a year or two years, to make sure that you were able to just unpick and uncover a lot of things that uh, that you've gone through. And, and um, 
you know, because before we can sort of sort of heal you, it's, you know, before the therapist can turn really help you get a healing, it's about, well, do you know what's wrong with you first? You know, you go to the doctor, you go to chest pain and say, okay, we have some tablets. Well, do you know what type of pain I have? Do you know if I have this and arteries? So they do a full check and they say, yes, you've got this problem. And right. this medication treats that. And that's the same with therapy is they need to do a full assessment and say, wow, and they, you know, what was it like? having a dad not not around and your mom touring around the world and being you know kicked out the house and depending on this and this person leaving and and who identity who's your who, who do you see yourself and you know what what were you looking for in relationships you know did you know what were you looking for a father figure or something like that and and all that stuff you don't know at the time but that's 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 the step you know uh, I... Yeah, and to, and when you dig out the pain, you know, it's just like any other wound that you clean out. You clean it out, and then you have to cover it up. And sometimes you have a scar, you know. But when you see or look at that scar, you remember what happened, yeah. and you say, "I ain't doing that again." <laughs> <laughs> And I think that the scars come in, in things like, you know, people never forget who you were. They always label you, you know, when you when they see you, even if you're in a supermarket and your hair is a little disheveled or something, you just ran down the street. She don't know. I saw it. <laughs> you're always labeled. And that's one of the scars. And when people do that, I just laugh and go, oh, my God, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, people try to poke holes in you. But now they no longer can because you now see something. You see empathy. You know, you have empathy for people that try to do that. You stay away from them. Yeah. You go, yeah, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. You can't poke holes in me anymore. And those kinds of things are healed, you know, and they take time. Being in the public eye and having to deal with this type of, because um, uh, most of us, if we're struggling with stuff, you know, we're not celebrities, we're not in the public eye, so people don't see us. You had the unsung, you had a, a TV movie, and you laid your past all bare. Um, was it therapeutic having everyone see it, or was it a challenge to say, well, I'm going to have to make my business public? I've always felt like I was an open book, you know. Um I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. It was just life. You know what I mean? And I feel like somebody else is going through it and, and, and thinking they're not going to get out of it. They're thinking they're the only one. I thought I was the only one when it was happening to me, you know, and that's not true. You're not the only one. You can get out of it. You can change your life anytime you want to. Um, you know, it gets greater later. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all of the above. So it was important to me. And then I love history. And if I'm a part of history and I'm not going to take it, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I'm like, hell yeah. Document my stay on this earth. Take my footprint, I want it here. Yeah, and I want it truthful. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I was, I was, I'm really excited. You know, I love history though, you know. That's <laughs> what I spend my time doing, watching documentaries and stuff like that. You know, so yeah, it, it's, it's amazing to me. I like it. Yeah. And, 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 but, and now with, with, with this, and, and you've done all this, you've now, um, it, how is music, what do you see? How is music for you today? 
because it was good to hear um, this um, uh, throwaway um, because it's we don't get much of that type of music, um, the type of sort of this, the, the jazz, the um, storytelling um, without any auto tunes trying to take you to a higher pitch. What was it like going back into the studio and just and just being, I don't know, just being yourself and, and be able to sing and say, you know, this is my song and I'm not going to try and be what everyone else is doing, but I'm just doing what I'm doing. Well, I think of myself as an element. And, you know, you don't get rain every day. You and you do. Some people appreciate it and some people get drenched, you know. My, I come to bring me, my part, my piece of the puzzle, and I know that it's important. Can't, you know, I don't have a question anymore. So whatever it is that the life force I call God is pulsing through me to say, give this to the people. If it's a morsel of bread, Somebody needs that more so. And I'm supposed to do that. And that's the way I feel now. I've always felt like a servant. I've always been uncomfortable with the with people saying, oh, queen and all that, you know. Because I know the consequences of being a queen. Do you understand? All the queens I know, man, it's been bad. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Except your queen over there, your queen is, oh my, she's so admirable. I'm like, girl. Girl, girl, they don't know what a queen has to hold down and to hold it down for as long as she has. You know, I'm like, whoa. And I look yeah. at her. It's like, girl, yeah. you don't know. So I don't, I never, I don't take it lightly. I'm a servant. I love being a servant. I'm like, here's the more, I've got the bread basket. I don't know, you know, and, and, and maybe Olivia over there has the, has the cheese basket and maybe over there they have the, the wine and you know what I'm saying? I'm like that. That's how I feel. I'm like, yeah. So it's important, whatever I do, whether you get it today or you get it tomorrow or your children get it, you know, even the songs that I made in the early eighties, um, there are people that come to my shows in their twenties and thirties and, and they're crying and where have you been? I never heard anything like this. And I really love, and I enjoy, and I needed to know these things. I'm Auntie Mickey. You know, I'm here with the bread basket. Yeah. When you look back, though, um, your your um, eight year, you know, mid eighties, early nineties. Do you have a favorite um, time frame when you felt you just enjoyed what you were doing, and and the music you were putting out? That's every time. Yeah, no, but, but back in because that's said, every time. <laughs> okay, every time is my favorite. Every time is my favorite because I can go. Oh man, I remember the first time I came to the studio. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Oh, in 1990. Oh my god. Oh wait, no, it was great. Oh, it was time. You know, it's every time because I get to do something wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I interviewed um, Mark Gordon um, from the Vert um, a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months ago, and, and, he, and you know, I was just talking to him about, um, you know, outside of the Vert, they started to do a lot of production, and then he mentioned, you know, to do some work with yourself, um, um, as, alongside with, with Gerald and stuff, and um, 
and those and and one of the things we kept reflecting on was how much we pre we didn't we still loved the music then but when we see what we're what we're being fed as consumers with i mean you know i'm not a singer or producer or anything but when i look reflect back on the type of music that you guys were doing then um it just there was a lot more message it's about either love um broken hearts or falling in love but it was something that we could relate to um and and stuff how much of that, that's, you know, when I talk about missing music, it's about being able to tell that type of story because there's not, you know, if, if you listen to the radio now, you're not getting that type of music and it's not the production, but it's the lyrics is what's being said. Well, I'll tell you, you know, um, that's why I did, you know, the throw it away. You know, my songs always have stuff. See, people are over here asking, they're saying things like R&B is dead, R&B is dead. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Okay, listen. Listen, you know, R&B stands for rhythm and blues. You took the blues out of the rhythm, out of, you know, out of the, out of the, out of the music. You took the, uh, and just kept the rhythm. See? Mm. Anytime anything comes on, we're ready to do this. We used to hear the words, we, you know, men used to sing their heart. We thought, you know, now we think men don't love us, women, and and women don't love men. Women want money. Men, men want, you know, sexual favors and they want it in abundance and and that's all they're thinking about it's never changed it's always been that way men have always wanted the, the cookies and women have always wanted the money <laughs> what are you it's never changed it's just what's changed is what you know you know one's thinking about anything else men also want a wife or a, a significant other and so do women and they don't they're afraid to say i love you now because when they do, you run into 90,000 narcissists before, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before you, you don't, you know, you're, you're afraid. And then if he doesn't have money or she's not popping or this, or, you know, then you can't, you know, everybody wants to show off. Everyone's a peacock now, you know? So this too will pass. <laughs> but you have to continue to support and put out the things that, you know, perpetuate trait love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that push it, that the kids, when they start to grow up, they can turn it on. Just like we turn on our own music or whatever and say, wow, this exists. This exists. This, we're not only in a coochie popping world <laughs> we all popped our coochie how you think you got here what are you saying <laughs> everybody wants to, to do the thing you know what i'm saying you know so that's not it's not all that we want to do that's what we want to you know there are so many things to talk about you know there was a song everybody plays the fool you know all that kind of stuff needs to yeah Talk about your human experiences, not just your sexual ones. Put the blues back in R&B, and then you have some R&B. But until you do, you're just going to have rhythm and words. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. I mean, when you when you now have this new, you know, when I listen to Throwaway, very jazz, when you go now on tour, do you have to go with a band to perform? Or do, how do you... How do, you know, as especially as a sort of art, uh, rhythm and blues jazz singer, um, 
Does it, yeah, I'll go to the What are you talking about? Who doesn't yeah, have no, a Yeah, no, we, 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 I think most of us have been, um, we've been fed with, you know, our 90s arts acts with backing takes. So very few of them travel. Yeah, back. because we had so much music on those tracks. We had real horns, real this, real that. I did, anyway. We had, you know, full orchestras and things like that and you can't really duplicate it but we pare it down the music is the music and and the word you know you bring the spirit you know yeah i bring a band and singers it's a pared down version okay but it's still great it's yeah. really fun i love it i mean i, 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 I did I, the track date things you know and it was just it was just it's too humiliating degrading if they can't afford a, you, you know a proper situation there are times when maybe yeah a track is all right it's better you want to so a couple of songs or whatever with a big show and it's you know something that's maybe okay but you know um no are, are they take are there dates that we, we we should look out for that, that um... i'm not coming to london anyway you know. <laughs> no but also but we're international so we do have americans and um who, who, who dial in and so who might be looking and stuff i will be in las vegas um the 16th and 17th of um, September at the Gatsby Club. And I'm going to be um, in Yoshi's in Oakland, okay, um, October 29th and 30th. Um, I'm going to be October 7th in Roland Heights, California. And in November, uh, uh, it's like what? D.C., Philly. New York, November twenty fifth, sixth, and seventh. Okay, it's hard to remember stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. As long as it's, and I'm sure you know, the, you know, between uh, your website and Jay and stuff, that we'll be able to get a lot of the uh, the the dates out. But it's good to know that you're actually you know supporting not just a single, but just going going on tour. What's the plan, though? Is it to to release more singles on EP or an album? Or? Well, no, uh, the record's coming soon. There's an album coming with seven songs. I'm just finishing it up. And, um, you know, that's it. Taking my time. But I really wanted to put this one out right away because it was important to me. We don't get the um, the credit stuff as we used to. I mean, uh, do you are you do you are you writing and producing, or how how does it work? For, how how did the, with throwaway? How did it? It's pretty organic. I just take uh, my band and I'm like, hey, let's learn this song. Let's record this song, <laughs> and I record it, and then it's done. And then you know, I send it to the the mixer, and then they mix it and master, and then I'm like, here, that's it. So according to standards, that means I produced. <laughs> okay. but I just did what the music requires it's like being a parent you change the diaper and he's changing that's it did you also write it no that's an Abby Lincoln song no? okay sorry this yes, record okay. is in tribute to Abby Lincoln yes yes okay but then it's most of the interpretation and, and, and how you wanted to to have it sound right yeah I mean um um one of our, uh, our regular viewers, Phyllis, was asking about what was your inspiration for doing uh, Imagination. The, the, the Little Jimmy Scott. I always heard this song almost every single day in my life growing up. And I just love that song. And um, I wanted to be that sort of an artist. And when Atlantic signed me, I'm like, listen, I'll do whatever. But I have to do this song and I have to do something like it on, you know. So it was really just in my heart. 
I love little Jimmy, little Jimmy Scott. <laughs> you know, your 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 portrayal of um, Billy Holiday in Malcolm X was amazing. Did you uh, did you think about doing more films after uh, you know after after that? Uh, well, not really. I mean, I, I'll do something wonderful if someone calls me or whatever. But um, I'm working on something now, but I'm not the star of it. It's just you know. Uh, um, something I've written and, and working on the music track to to put the soundtrack together. But no, it's a lot of early in the morning stuff. And I've already done my sacrifices in terms of being for, you know, doing it for the music. And and um, I didn't have the time, you know, to do the music and do the children and try to heal and try, you know... <laughs> Yeah, you know, one of the things that I, I'd always wondered, because um, this 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 past two months I've been focused on interviewing females in in the industry, um, and because it just seems to me, um, even though we've got Me Too as it is now, but when I think about how challenging it could have been back in the eighties and the nineties, being uh, being being a, a strong female. Um, in 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 the industry, how it was with very little protection, raising a family and stuff, um, and as you said earlier, that there isn't enough celebration of just being a woman, but it's also the 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 challenges that female artists have had compared to male artists is, and and I don't know if it's spoken enough about. Um, do you, do you see how the, the the differences between what you must be experienced compared to say your male counterparts? Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm sure no one's like, you know, hitting them on the butt, kissing them all in their ear, on their neck, you know, making hotel rooms where their room joins theirs. And you're like, what the hell? You know, afraid of your security guard because he's throwing you on the bed, you know, all kind of stuff. You know, you start your cycle and you still have to go perform. You know, it's, you have uh, uh, um, fibroids and you can't stop bleeding. But you still have to perform. Then you marry a, a narcissist or, you know, whatever. You know, he's jealous. His manhood is a question. He's tired of being Mr. Howard or, or whoever. You know what I mean? It's a lot. And then you, you can only fight so much. And then you get pregnant and you can't do anything but have the baby. And, you know, you're down for 18 months before you can get back in the ring. You know, it's like. And then, you know, you're challenged all the time, all the time. But then, you know, uh, if you stand up for yourself, you're a bitch. And then, and if you don't stand up for yourself, you know, you're still a bitch. You know, <laughs> you're just a stupid bitch, basically, you know. And then you got to get the bag. You got to get the bag. Bag. Ooh, you're responsible for the bag. You got to get the bag. You know, this is too much. Wow. It's, it's, it's just too much. And then everybody, when, you know, when they do like Britney Spears or they crack, you know, even even Mariah Carey had the breakdown of the unit. What do you think is going to happen? It's pressure, and then you think you, and then you're pitted against the only people that can be on your side. They pit you against each other. You need another woman that knows what you're going through. You know that can can say and guide you through these things, and then you make the friends, and then. Uh, uh, people come in between that and try to make jealousy and strife and things like that because there's always a, uh, um, 
peaks and valleys, feast or famine, you know, and someone's always doing better than the other one. And then, you know, the family of these people who do a, not a damn thing always have stuff to say like, oh, that person isn't this or isn't that. It, they just want to be around so you can help them. Help them do what? Most of these artists don't have the confidence to go to the bathroom alone. They don't believe they have any power to, to change anything. That's why they never help each other. If you say, wow, why didn't you put me on that? Because they don't think they have the power to say, I want to do my show and I'm going to bring an opening act and this is who it's going to be. You know, they, they don't think they have the power. They don't, they don't have the power to say, I'm going to make this movie and I'm going to use my friends. You know, Eddie Murphy was the best at that. And even then, you know, your friends betray you because they never had anything and they think, you know, they got it too easy. It's not easy in this business. You don't, your friends, your family betrays you. You know, I'm going to call and, and tell all of the AP what what's going on here. You know, like, then you get broke. You have all of this shit around you, you know. Louis Vuitton, this and that and the other. And you can't get $500 for a purse you paid $5,000 for. You think it's easy? You think that people want to do this forever? Even Cardi B, who's at the top of the food chain right now, is making videos about, I don't want to be, I just want to be a mom and a wife. Because no matter what, when you're a woman, this is too much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You know, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. And then they put you against the person that can help you, another woman. Yeah, yeah. As I said, it's something that I've 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 had to reflect on more 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 recently, and and um, um, and just can't imagine the challenges that you that 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 you, uh, women, especially black women, because I know that you know the there's a disparity with. With with white artists, they seem to have better rec recording deals, better budgets, better promotion and support, so they can they and they don't and they seem to have a, a lot more um, ar around them, um, and and but then there doesn't seem to be any support network for our black female artists because if you cry for help or ask for help, then it seems as if okay, you know, we we can get rid of for you and get somebody else and stuff. Um, I and and especially if you had advice for up and coming female artists now, what would you, what would you sort of be able make to sure this is what what you really this is from your heart. Make sure this is in your soul, in your DNA, in your blood. Make sure you make sure that this is what you really really want to do, and don't give up your life to do it. You know, don't let it make you feel like this is everything. You know, give a demarcation line. If by thirty, I haven't accomplished this or that. I won't neglect my life. I won't neglect my womanhood. I won't neglect that I want to have a family or don't want to have a family. I won't neglect, you know, that I will build a community that will support and love me through my ages, through my, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. Don't neglect that. Because if this is really for you and really that something that God has, you know, blessed you, ordained you to do, you will do it. You will do it. Yeah. You will do it. Yeah. Well, Nikki, I mean, I appreciate everything. I mean, I always um, end my interviews back to my guests that if you were stuck on an elevator and you had to pick a movie to watch just to kill, just to until they get you out, do, what, would you have a favorite movie that you, you'd always want to watch? 
Um, the women with Irene Dunn. <laughs> Joan Crawford. <laughs> um, Paulette Goddard. Um, uh, Rosalind Russell. Oh, they're all in it. Okay, I need to look at that. And then when it comes to your film, all this music song, what's your all-time favorite song by any artist that's, you know, that your go-to song that's... Charlie Parker with Strings, Just Friends. Okay, that must be... Is that a jazz song? Because I don't... I've not heard of that. I who, who Charlie Parker is. You gotta... Yeah, stop saying jazz, man. <laughs> it's a music song, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's It's... Is jazz in a you know you say I'm mentioning jazz is is it does this um so jazz in itself is 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 this ribbon and blues jazz is everything together jazz is a gumbo, <laughs> it's a gumbo yeah. you can take one thing out of gumbo and make it wholemeal right yeah that's what jazz is yeah who 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 are you listening to now I mean are there people that are out there that you think okay at least uh, you feel that you you can you're enjoying their music. Is there any particular artist that you can that's out now? Like like that makes like music like totally on the pop chart. Like the new people. Yeah, any like, but any yeah, it could be I anyone. I listen to everybody. I love everybody. I really do. I go all the way back and listen to music from the twenties and thirties. You know, I love the internet. I love it because now I put my phone on. <coughs> excuse me, in my car or whatever, and I just play all kinds of things. Um, as far as what's popping on the radio now, I mean, the closest I get is I love Miguel. Um, he's, he's a singer. I like him and I don't really like know about rap or anything. <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like Cardi B and, um, Megan the Stallion, they do their thing, you know, on, a, um, on an upscale level. Um, I, I can't relate to all of their lyrics because, you know, I haven't popped coochie in, like, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand. You know, I really dig their youth and their you know, and their veracity within and all that. I dig that. I'm like, do you think? But don't let that be all, you know what I'm saying? And Nicki Minaj, I think, is the best one as far as the rap, you know. She gets, you know, all that stuff. I'm like, go ahead. Um... I don't really know. And the Migos, I really, you know, I remember them because, of, you know, but I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of music? I really love the Latino music oh, that's okay. out now. Like, it's kind of sexy, R&B-ish, um, you know, bumping. If I knew every word, they'd be in trouble. <laughs> that's some hot music. They're, I think they're really on the up. And I dig What's the the best rap to me is um, Middle Eastern rap. Oh. That stuff is so hot. I'm like, oh, I would love to work in that. But that's for the you know the new generation. I'm like, you guys got a lot of stuff to work with. Do your thing. Don't just be you know tapped into one or another. Go all over the world. Listen to the music from all over the world because you now have that opportunity that we didn't have, you know, yeah. we had to, you know, specifically know an artist that came from Africa or whatever. Oh, I love that girl too. I don't want nobody but you, you know, oh, I forgot their name. Oh, you don't need nobody but me. That's hot. I love yeah. them. So my, uh, I, my background is Nigerian. And so uh, Afrobeat, so I love Nigerian. Oh my God. Fufu. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I love freaking African food. 
Okay. Where, where, where have, you, have you eaten this in the States or? Oh, I grew up with it, honey. You know, I grew up in Chicago. Um, we lived near the university and every, all the Africans came to the university okay. and they rented apartments like near us and um, the husbands would go to school and the wives would stay home. So um, on the way home from school and stuff, they would have the kids out and they'd bring me in and we'd eat porridge and they, oh my God. And that started me off on my African food thing. And it just, it's, I love it. I make soup. I make oh. food. Kids love it. You know, and I can never find any amazing African food in Los Angeles. It makes me crazy. I just want to cry. We had one lady, Ma Mama D, and then Mama D closed. And I'm so sad. Wow. sad. There's only like two. They have a lot of, um, what are the ones they have? Like Senegal. Yeah. When when I lived in LA, I used to live um Redondo Beach and we had a Nigerian restaurant, but this is back in the nineties. Um and, yeah, and I used to know that I knew that one. That one was good because we used to go there and get soup off from that one in Redondo Beach. But they're all gone now. They have yeah. like Jamaican and Ethiopian. Ethiopian, pretty... yeah. Even when I you lived I went to college in Milwaukee and we used to go to Chicago and my uh, then girlfriend was Ethiopian, so we'd go, and there was some number of Ethiopian restaurants in Chicago, because um, they eat with the they have this almost like a pancake, and they put the stuff on it, and then they they eat. eat so, it's so spicy, I can't eat it. Oh, you can't eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so spicy. <laughs> but I love Cameroon. You know, okay. Cameroon. Cameroon. So have you ever eaten jollof rice? Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's really, I mean, it's really fascinating to see that the because uh, people eat Chinese and Thai, but you know, the, unfortunately, African dishes only because they they don't know, they don't know mm. that African food is was popping and it's healthy. Yeah, they don't even know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> the um. So uh, most most people of my generation tend to listen to music on YouTube. So the video for Throwaway is out. I've seen the videos. I, I like the. Where, where was it? Where were you drive? Where were you driving? For? I saw those big houses. Was that in Atlanta? I was in or? Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland. Okay, it's all over, all over the all over the um, states. That that video is. Oh, so when you were going on tour, so you were just recording different. Okay. Yeah, it was well done. So I was just wondering, like, oh, what is this place? Okay. And, and yeah, that's Angela Lavelle. He's our filmmaker. There's a documentary film coming oh. uh, with that. So. Okay. Is it towards the end of the year or next year? Or when you when should we expect that? November. November. Okay. We'll definitely be able to point people in. And are you did you, are you releasing this independently as a, your, your throwaway or yeah little... yeah you know record companies and stuff they're not fooling with artists my age and especially doing music like this i talked to some they were all like oh no we you know uh, what about some like love our new management i'm like man i'm not 28 years old that shit's dead <laughs> i mean it's dead okay love it it doesn't even make sense to me anymore okay like <laughs> 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 what <laughs> I can't sing about the things that are with me, about me. I watched all the kind of artists live through all of this, you know, Lena Horns and everybody. Y'all kiss my butt. I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> and they, they were just like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I'm not going to have a hit like that, you know, at this age, I'd sound like an incredibly dumb ass woman singing something like that <laughs> at this age. We're so retarded. 
Baby, be mine. <laughs> the thing what is, do you because what you're be showing, what? <laughs> my chauffeur, what? Because what you're showing is that you aren't just singing songs because here's the lyrics I'm just going to sing, but it has to mean something or people won't believe it. Is is that? I won't believe it. I'll start <laughs> laughing in the middle. Of... <laughs> <laughs> but what if when you perform though? Because those are your, your very precious hits. Your fans would like about a memory versus reality right now. I'm not going to sing about a memory in on a new project you know oh, like new. yes when it's new okay this is new work it's like now but when we want to go down memory lane we could talk about a memory all day long but we are not gonna live there yeah. and keep trying to create a moment that belongs to a 28 30 year old yeah yeah, no, but uh, but it's it's really good that you 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 can be honest about that. And I think that's one of the things that that uh, adores you, uh, that your fans love is the fact that they know how how you are and 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 stuff. You know, you you you're not going to do things just to, just to please everyone else. I wish I'm not any better than anybody else. I just cannot. I I can try. I've tried everything. You know what I'm saying. It's like, it like crawl for the carrot. I crawled for the carrot. I just got tired. Shit, take the carrot. No, I don't care. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm not any better or anything like that. It's just how it is. Yeah. Well, definitely, Mickey. It's been. It's definitely great. So we should expect um, your documentary in. Um, is it a sort of a, a, a sort of? Uh oh! I have to hang up. Oh, oh, my arm. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My daughter's here to pick up her son. Okay. Now I've just finished. So we should expect in November a, the documentary, music documentary, is coming out. Yes. Okay, and then we, oh. and then probably the album. Thereafter, album is in November too. Albums in November too, so we'll we'll look out for that. And um, if anything, we have your YouTube page and and website and and social media to look into. Yes, please okay. do definitely. Well, I appreciate your time, Mickey. It's been it's been fascinating. It's been great. And and as I said, as a therapist, um, really trying to make sure those in the, within the black community understand the importance of that. It's it's really great that you were able to shed light about um, the importance of of therapy and professional support as well and stuff. So I appreciate One more thing regarding that. You guys, it, you may not love or like the first one. Okay, the first one you find, it's like finding a mate. You must find someone that you communicate with well and that communicates with you. And the way they, the best ones are doing the thing and you don't even realize that you're that the change is coming those are you know so please okay bye okay thanks Ricky. take care <laughs> hey everyone i want to thank you for being part of halftime chats um this new update is really about our membership and i'm really excited to be able to fully launch the membership page there will be things like full interviews from day one as soon as the interview drops you get access to it without any ads on it um, there'll be some exclusive member only videos that will just be some behind the scenes stuff and some other 
things that we will never be broadcast. Um, for some members, you can be able to get actually two interviews because we do have I do have a backlog of almost two or th- seven or eight interviews that I don't even know when I'm going to be able to broadcast them. So you're able to get at least some of those up front and um, and some some ex- some just behind the scenes stuff because there's a lot of stuff that goes behind the scenes that I have never been able to 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 talk about or release. Um, for anyone else, you know what the videos would still be the same um over over a week or a week and a half or two weeks depending on how long it is um so everything stays the same the polls stay the same the community chats the community stuff stays the same but i think with the membership stuff i'm able to add a little bit more and invest a lot more time and energy in 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 really supporting the members so i do hope you come on that ride with me i appreciate the support and um, this will just help me continue to invest in taking things to the next level. Take care.